Hello, you're listening to Yarns from the Plain, a podcast for knitters, crocheters, and anyone who loves to play with yarn. Welcome to episode 69 of Yarns from the Plain. It's that time of year again. In this episode, I'm going to have some finished objects, some show prep, a confession, and something I really like. So, make yourself comfy, pick up something to work on, grab yourself a drink, make yourself at home. I think, since I spoke to you last. Today is Bank Holiday Monday, Monday the 26th of May. And I'm sat here spinning on the traddy in the conservatory. I did have the doors open, but then the birds decided to make a really big noise. And much as I love it, it was a little distracting um, in terms of trying to record. So I thought we'd shut the door on them. It's been... Busy, busy, busy. The last time I spoke to you was obviously my little mini episode, so we didn't sort of, I didn't share much with you then. Um, I did try and record, <laughs> I recorded, I thought I'd recorded um, an episode whilst I was on holiday, but uh, unfortunately, after speaking for over half an hour on the morning that we were packing up, it uh, transpired that I hadn't actually pressed the record button. What an idiot. So, um, unfortunately, I'm sort of a bit blurry between what I have told you, what I think I've told you, and um, what I haven't told you. But we'll try. I'll try and cover all bases without being too repetitive and without going too far back into the past. So, in the last episode, I mentioned my orange drift made with the siren um, and how much I loved it. I still love it. It's got a bit of seatbelt pilling. But then I think that's probably to be suspect, uh, expected. It's not a tightly spun yarn. And it's also knit at a loose gauge. So that is a recipe for pilling if ever there was one. Um, but I wore it to Wonderwall Wales. And Amanda at the Natural Dye Studio loved the fabric. She's not seen Cyrene knit up. Um, obviously she's seen it crocheted but not knit. So she really, really, really liked the fabric. And said I had to go and show John Arben. And... Uh, get him to get round to doing her order because she had asked him to spin her some more um so you know there's hope that maybe there will be more sirene i then told you that within 24 hours i'd cast on again and that uh, when i last spoke to you i tried it on and the armholes were too low and i was going to rip back and that would helpfully hopefully make sure i had enough of the cherry red uh to do the fade stripe pattern the fade stripe pattern um, was designed so that I would be knitting on the red, then I would introduce two rows of the licorice and do, uh, I think it's ten rows of the cherry, then four rows of the licorice and eight rows of the cherry, and then six rows of 
the licorice and six rows of the cherry, eight rows of the licorice and four rows of cherry, uh, ten rows of licorice and two rows of cherry, and then carry on in the licorice. And then you've got this really interesting fading stripe pattern that sort of allows you to change from one colour to another. I suspect that if I were to put these two yarns together, their value would be very similar. Um, you, it, the value is the sort of intensity, if you like, of the colours, um, which is really useful if you're trying to plot out some fair isle and you want to make things pop. Um, then knowing the value of your colours is, is very good. And one way to do that is to take a black and white photograph um, of the yarns or take a colour photograph and convert it to black and white. And you should be able to see lights and darks in the greys. If you can't, if you can't see the difference between the two, then they're too close in value for Fair Isle. And I suspect that probably these two are very close in value, which is why I like them so much together and I think they work so much together. And of course it's not a problem with this because it's not a Fair Isle, it's just a fade stripe. Um, however, what, what happened is two and a half weeks ago, probably maybe three, um, I was just coming to the final stretch, the final two rows of um, cherry, and I ran out of yarn after one row. So, there is no more cherry, because um, I tried to get some more back in April. So, what I've decided to do is I, I thought, well, okay, I'll live with it, I'll just start the licorice, and I got maybe 50 stitches into that and realised I just didn't like that one row of the cherry and the licorice. It needed to be the two rows to finish the stripe because I'm a bit OCD like that. I then thought, right, okay, can I rip back all of this and finish two rows earlier? Uh, you know, start the, the fade stripe pattern two rows earlier. Well, that's, you know, sort of 60-odd rows, um, which I tell you what, speed I was going and the dithering about I've done since I could have done and had it done by now um, but I decided in the end that I liked it where it was so what I was going to do um, was take a bit of a risk and I was going to undo the cast on edge and take back about six rows at the cast on edge and then cast it off again and then use that yarn to finish that row and then that would also give me enough yarn to also do probably a couple of rows and a cast off on the sleeve but if it, if it didn't it wouldn't be a disaster if I had to cast off in the licorice on the sleeve so I wasn't you know unduly happy but oh my god I did a cable cast on and it is taking me forever to undo and I'm just I'm not I'm not making very good progress on it I sort of I try and do a little bit before it gets too dark and I'm having to switch to artificial light and and it, then it's not happening. So it's all just a bit of a trauma. Um, but I'll get there. I know exactly what I want to do with it and the end is well in sight because I was just going so quick on it. I think having that stripe pattern gave you something to say, oh, I'll just do two more rows on the stripe, I'll just do two more rows, I'll just do two more rows. I got loads done in the car to Wonderwall uh, and on the way back so I was really pleased with with that I do seem to have made quite good progress with this um at one point I seriously did think I'd have it finished within the month you know by the 9th of May but then I hit the the problem with the 
running out of cherry. But I'm still fairly confident if I can just spend a bit of daylight time now, I'm off this week, pulling that apart, that cast on, that actually I'll be able to sort that. And there is a good chance I will be able to finish that within uh, by the 9th of June, which would mean it's taken two months to do, which isn't bad since the first one took six months. Um, you know, I'm quite happy with that. It's quite a, a large amount of stocking stitch on small needles, so I don't mind two months on that. Um, but I do, I really like it. And as, like I say, I keep telling you how, how in love with the pattern I am. Um, I can see me making several of these. I really can. It's just such a straightforward pattern. And it, I don't know, it just looks really good on me. <laughs> God, that sounded really big-headed, didn't it? Didn't mean to be. Uh, but there we are. Right, other finished um, item news. I didn't say last time, but when I was on holiday, as well as finishing the first Adrift, um, this was back at the beginning of, well, middle of April, um, I also finished the Tomton. I put um, applied eye cord all the way around the edge. I bought that zip, didn't I, at the Lakeme Craft Centre? Well, it was the wrong size. So I've gone back and got the right size zip and the right size colour because it also wasn't really the right size colour. That's what happens when you try and buy a zip without the garment that you're putting it into. But I have to say, I have completely bottled putting the zip in. Um, completely chickened out of it. That's me. Complete chicken. So... Um, I haven't got around to putting it in, and that is also going to have to be done within the next little while because I'm going to see, um, I'm going to meet the little chap in two weeks' time, less than two weeks' time. So I've got to have a zip in it by then because I've got to give it to him. So I need to focus on that, get a, get a wiggle on with that. I do, however, have another finished object to tell you about, which I'm delighted about. Yesterday afternoon, I sat in the garden and um, crocheted a pair of fingerless mitts, which is just, um, you've got to love crochet, haven't you? It's been a while since I've done any, and it went like lightning. It was great. They're the Easy Victorian Shell Mitts, and uh, I think that pattern is by Bron Green. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. And I crocheted them in some undyed DT Crafts, 100% British Blueface Leicester in an iron weight. And they're really cute. Now, I've done them, you know, in a heat wave. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a heat wave, but it was warm. It was lovely yesterday. And the day before. But I've made them because, as the title of the show would indicate it is that time of year again. It is time for show prep. Dun, da, da, da. Okay, so last year there wasn't a tame show. Long-time listeners will remember that the year before I entered quite a bit of stuff and had a reasonable amount of success um, and in fact won the Handicrafts Cup. So very pleased about that. I keep winding my mother up and telling her that I have to enter absolutely everything this year um, to defend that. <laughs> I'm not going to, to defend it. I'm really sure I'm not because I've only just got the schedule um, a week last Friday and that only gave me a hol one holiday and I, it's the holiday that I'm writing reports in. 
And unfortunately, what happened is two years ago, um, the last time the show was run, it was run at the end of July. So I had a week and a half after school finished. So I was doing all sorts of things, finishing off all sorts of projects, putting embellishments on things, finishing big things off. This year, it's on the 13th of July, so it's before the end of term. So that's not going to happen. I'm just, it, you know, I can spend some time this holiday doing it, but I've also got reports to write. So it's not, I'm not going to be able to invest a lot of time in it. Because I knew from mum, um, she had been stewarding, and she isn't this year, but she has stewarded, stewarded, stu- can't speak now, stewarded before. I knew that there was likely to be some changes in the schedule because they were talking about some whole scale changes. So I hadn't really done anything in prep for it because I was waiting to see what would be done. Well, I've got the schedule. And I have to say, I do think I've obviously made a bit of a legacy um, because there are two new classes that I'm fairly sure weren't in there before. Um, In fact, I know one of them definitely wasn't in there before and I'm I'm pretty confident the other one wasn't. But I just haven't got a great deal of things that are suitable, ready to put in, whereas I did last year. I had some things that I could put in. that you know would fit so if we go through the schedule let's sort of I'll I'll kind of sketch out my plan of action um, and see what we can come up with all right so class d68 an item of felting right well I haven't got anything um, obviously I can't enter anything that's been in before so I haven't got anything particularly that I can put in at the moment but it probably it won't take long to make a felted picture. Um, I know this because I've been doing it with the children all week. More of that in another episode, I feel, when we've quite we've not quite finished at the moment. So um, I'll, I'm going to hang on to that for a minute so I can sort that out. Uh, D69, an item made from recycled materials. Well, um, I have a pair of the hubby's old jeans that were ripped at the crotch. Uh, and... Um, are now also far too big for them, so there's no point patching them because they're just ridiculous. I mean, they're like clown trousers. Um, I'm going to use those to make some little mini oven gloves. I found a tutorial for them. I was going to originally try and make a skirt out of it, but it's too big. The waist is too big for me. Um, and then I thought I could make it into a bag, but because the waist is so big, it would be a very wide bag that wasn't very deep so I didn't think that was going to work well and the big rip um, in the fabric also doesn't help Um, and that would also require sewing through seams and I don't know how well I'd be able to do that whereas the oven glove idea uses the back pockets so that you then have the back pockets sew them to um, a piece of fabric that you have attached um, using quilting techniques to some batting so that you've got the insulation and then put some binding around the edge. You then slide your hands into the pockets to then use them as pot holders or a pair of oven gloves, which I thought was quite a dinky idea. So I, that's that. And that shouldn't take too long to run up. I just need to find some other uh, fabric that I can recycle for that. Uh, an item of knitting beginner's class. Well, that doesn't apply to me, does it? An item of knitting advanced class. Well, I'm guessing that's going to be me. But I can't, I, I never think of myself as an advanced knitter. I always think of myself as an intermediate knitter. 
so I was thinking, right, well, if that's an advanced class, what you're really looking for there is something like lace or, um, you know, colour work, something like that. Now, it says here, handicraft items should have been completed during the past 12 months prior to the show. Now, I'm fairly sure that wasn't in there last time, because certainly one of the things I put in was older than that last time. Um, and I am pretty good at following the rules, so... Um, so that must be a new rule. Uh, and should not have been laundered. Well, that's tricky when you're doing knitwear, isn't it? Because you block it, which is kind of effectively involves some laundering. So anyway, I shall have to jiggy about. Um, so what I thought for that is I thought, do you remember my Northman mittens? They are some colourwork stranded mittens in a purple and green, which aren't, you know, then they're not the most definitive of colours but I actually quite like them so I thought they're very close to finishing I could get those out of the whips bin finish that off and you know that's something for the class and um, a whip done uh, you know a work in progress finish so that's got to be good hasn't it winning all round all right a knitted or crochet uh, then we've got class d72 a knitted or crochet baby item right well I haven't done uh, I mean, I've got the Tomton, but I need to give that to him. And actually, I wouldn't put that in because I started the applied eye cord in the wrong place with a provisional cast on. And when I grafted it together, obviously, you're half a stitch out, aren't you? Which isn't, you know, it's it's in the wrong place. I put it at the, at the, it's on the front to the side and it really should have been around the back. So I'm not going to put that in. So I'm going to have to whip something up for that. And I've decided I'm going to... I'm going to play the game um, and I'm going to do something in white. Well, in a creamy white anyway. So in four ply. But that will whip up quite quick because I'm going to do the smallest size. There are a few babies around that I know of. Um, they're expected. So it's not like it, it can't go somewhere when I finished. Right. D73, a cross stitch picture. Well, last time I had one that was very close to being finished. It literally just needed some back stitch doing. So that was why I was able to knock it out. The one that I've got on the moment at the go is no way I'm going to finish that in six weeks, which is effectively what I've got, seven weeks maybe. So that's a no-no. Although I did find I have a little tiny kit to make a card with a little blue tit on, and I suppose I could do that and frame that. So I could maybe do that. A creative embroidered picture. No, don't have anything for that at all. An item of beadwork or jewellery. Well, I'm halfway through making a necklace, so I could finish that off. That would work. A cushion, any medium with pad. Right, well, that was my gorgeous felted one last year, which I think is where the felting class has come from. Um, I'm going to probably weave. Um, I'm going to weave something for that because that was quite quick. Uh, I've got a few ideas for that. And uh, any item of patchwork. Right, well, I could... I've got several patchwork squares, obviously. Blocks ready. Um, I could take one of those and make them into a you know a bag or a cushion or something so I'm hoping that I will have something for that it will be it won't be either of the quilts that I'm working on but I'm, I'm hoping that I can MacGyver something with what I've already got so that that's not going to be too much work d78 a hand or machine made bag right well back to the whip spin for this do you remember the stripy Noro messenger bag 
Well, that's all done, apart from the I-cord edging. I hadn't realised it was that done. So, last night I got that out and started on the I-cord edging. Then that'll need to be felted, and I could put a lining in with a zip, which I'd quite like to. Um, And it's a fairly straightforward thing to do. And I'm quite... It's only the zip that would cause a problem. But I'm going on a course this week to learn how to put zips in. Well, I'm not. It's, It's actually to make a sewing bag, but a sewing notions thing. But it could also... You know, it could have that too. It's going, to, it's going to have a zip in it, so I'm using it to learn how to put a zip in. Right, three handmade cards for different occasions. That's easy. All I have to do is go and get the card materials out. I can do that. That's not a problem. A ragdoll, uh, class 81. No, class 80, a handmade wooden item. Maximum size 50 centimetres by 50 centimetres. Right, don't even go there. It's not going to happen. It's just not. Um... Class D81, a rag doll in any medium, which kind of seems a bit odd to me because surely isn't a rag doll supposed to be made out of fabric. But I suppose what that means is I suppose you could knit one. Well, I've got a a kit coming from Cloth Kits, um, which is, you know, one of these ones. It's got the the doll printed on the fabric and then you just make the the clothes. So that's doable. Um, I can sort that, she says confidently. There's a lot of sewing here, isn't there? Um, uh, class D82. Again, this may be my legacy here. Item of hand-spun wool. Knit, knitted or woven. So I think you've actually got to do something with the hand-spun. Um, so I went to go and have a look at the hand-spun that I've got. And it's interesting. I heard something. Um, I was listening to the Knit More Girls yesterday. And Jasmine said something about, really, you need to knit with your hand-spun as you make it because if you leave it too long your spinning has changed improved whatever and you fall out of love with your early hand spun (laughs) and and I went to go and have a look at my hand spun and all the stuff that's in the box is stuff that I spun three years ago and I know exactly what she means it's kind of it's not fluffy it's not soft it's not you know nice to feel it's kind of hard and feels a bit like rope. Um, so, I don't know. I have two sets of hand spun that I'm quite close to, to finishing at the moment. I've got um, the purple Blue Face Lester that I... I think it's Blue Face Lester, not Falkland. Um, that I... might be Falkland. <gasps> I can't remember. That I dyed last year and was going to ply with the cheviot that I got uh, and spun last year. Now, I think that that's too lilac and the cheviot's too dark and it isn't going to go if I ply them together. I didn't like it when I tried it. But I could um, ply the cheviot with itself. I could ply the stuff that I've dyed with itself. I could maybe weave something, um, you know, weave a scarf using it. So that might be rather nice. I've got the merino silk blend that I'm spinning on the Joy. I'm coming to the end of the first 100, yeah, uh, 100 grams of that. Now, I bought 500 grams of that because I thought I might make, you know, some, you know, fine gauge droopy. Oh, look, another adrift. Um, I tell you what, I'm, that joy is changing my spinning again because I was, I thought, mm, do you remember last year I talked about that, um, is it Boscobel, the shawl that was unknitty in handspun? Hanspun Shetland and she'd spun 
singles of 30 wraps per inch. And we all went, oh, at the Guild, 30 wraps per inch. Well, I thought, oh, I'll never be able to do that. And I decided to measure, at one point, the um, merino silk blend that I was spinning on the Joy. Because it did look quite thin, and I did wonder if it maybe got to 30 wraps per inch. That's when you wrap the, if you're not a spinner, it's when you wrap the yarn that you've made, or the single that you've made, around a gauge for an inch. And you count how many times you wrap it. You, don't, you try not to stretch it. Um, you put it snug so there's no gaps. Um, so I got my my wraps per inch gauge out and I wrapped it round and I kept wrapping it round and I kept wrapping it round and it just seemed to... It would, 54 wraps per inch I was spinning. I wonder I couldn't flip and see it. Nose hair. Honestly, it's just bonkers. So I don't think, even if I put four of those together, it would make a cobweb weight. It's just, it's ridiculous. So um, I could finish that off and then try and knit something from that something you know like a, a a relatively simple lace scarf pattern or something that would look quite eye-catching but again that's quite a lot of work so it's a bit of a shame uh, the weaving might be a better idea um you know simply because it's quicker but jasmine was right my my old hands bun does feel like rope now it's just no it's not too attractive so i don't quite know what i'm going to do with that um, item D83, an item in any form of bobbin lace. Well, that's not going to happen. Uh, class D84, any other item of craft on the theme favourite book, group or class entry? Right, well, that's it's only me, so he's not going to do that. But class D85, any other item of craft on the theme favourite book, individual entry? And that's where those easy Victorian shell mitts came in yesterday. Um, because I made those with a view of them being the kind of thing that Miss Matty out of Cranford by Elizabeth Gaskill, the, the kind of thing that she might wear. I mean, the kind of thing that any lady in Victorian literature might wear, really. Um, and they came up really, really nicely, but I think looking at them, they're probably too... You know, they'd need to be, to be really authentically Victorian in style, they'd need to be something in finer gauge. So I've got those to go in if I get around to doing something in a finer gauge. The same thing, but changing the maths to do it in a finer gauge, I can. Um, but I'm not, I'm not going to freak out too much um, if I don't. I've, you know, at least made a start. So I can pretty confidently say this year that I don't think I'm going to have anything in that's actually going to win any first prizes because I just don't think I've got the time to make anything that's truly spectacular like that cushion last year, last time, two years ago. So I think I can confidently say that I will not be bringing home the <laughs> the, the uh, Oxfordshire County and Tame Show uh, Handicrafts Cup. It's, it's not going to happen because I just haven't got the time. Normally they've printed the schedule by the end of March as well, so you have tons of time to do it. But there we are. That's how it goes. I am not going to stress about it. Crafting's supposed to be fun. And I might want to be going and getting my stuff oudinard over, but it is supposed to be fun, so let's not freak out too much about it. Okay, on to a confession. Right, ooh. Do you remember I said this year I was going to knit from Stash or from Swaps or only buy British? 
Well, I didn't buy any yarn, actually, until I was on holiday. And I bought British yarn. I only bought yarn that was actually spun at Cold Harbour Mill in... I've come in Devon, which is really close to where I stayed. So I was really pleased with that. You know, done a couple of swaps, knit from stash, which is always good. Really pleased with that. And then two or three weeks ago, it was like I had a mental meltdown. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention, you know, something that I'll that I will talk about a little bit later on. But the Bohemian Rhapsody rap which I will talk about later on there was a lot of discussion and um, chat about it on some of the boards that I read over on Ravelry and in a moment of weakness I decided to get the yarn for it it's a large crochet wrap done in fine gauge using uh, fine merino wool in every one of the 75 different colours available that Renaissance dyeing do. It's only available as a kit form. The pattern is only available in the kit. Each, um, it, it's made up of small, medium and large crochet squares, variations on granny squares, and every single one is a different combination of colours. It is absolutely exquisite. And... Um, I caved. I caved in and bought the kit. Ordered it online. The following day, I happened to be in Hobbycraft and saw that they had a sale um, and bought three odd balls of Oregia sock yarn. It was only as I was driving home that day that I realised that Renaissance yarns, they're a French company, which I, oh, I knew they were a French company, uh, and they... This is a merino product, so that ain't British. And regia isn't British; it's it's German. So I kind of fell off the wagon of my only buy British this year without even realizing I'd done it. I was kind of quite cross with myself that I'd let myself be distracted because I was tired and not thinking straight when I ordered um, the Bohemian Rhapsody shawl kit and was tired and not thinking straight when I was in Hobbycraft. So I kind of fell off the wagon. So I'm a bit cross, but I'm I'm not beating myself up about it. I did say that I w- it was an aim and, you know, souvenir yarn would possibly not count. Um... <laughs> The only thing I can console myself with is that I can kind of... The the Bohemian Rhapsody thing was quite expensive, so it was kind of like I did buy it with some birthday money, really. Um, so that's kind of the only consolation that I've got. That I, It was kind of a gift, so I didn't really buy it myself. No, I'm not convinced by that either, but never mind. <laughs> so there you are. So that was my little confession. I fell off the wagon, which is a real shame, because I actually... Um, at the end of April, went to Wonderwall, Wales. And do you remember I said I didn't need any yarn? I didn't buy any yarn. I only bought fibre. I bought um, a Manx Lockton fleece, another one, because I washed the one I bought last year and I'm not convinced how much um, I can get out of it. I think I've washed about 
um, out the top quality fleece out of it. I think I've got about between two four hundred grams, but I've got no idea how much how it's going to spin up. Um, although I, I've done one bobbin, um, carded and on long draw, which is just I can't believe how fluffy and lofty it is. Oh, look, that goes back to that old, my old, poor old hands bundle that looks like rope, doesn't it? Um, so I bought another one of those so I could blend some in with it. Then from Hilltop Cloud, I bought a sample British Breeds pack, which has got nine um, different, I think it, I can't remember if it's 15 or 25 gram, samples of different British breeds in natural colours. So that's a bit gorgeous. Um, and I bought a braid of... Blueface, I think it's Blueface Leicester, um, British Blueface Leicester, and Rami, which is the fibre made out of nettles. So I thought that would be quite interesting to spin. And then I bought as well some combed tops from John Arban Textiles, and I cannot for the life of me remember what it is. And of course, because he's got it in bins and you just buy it by the by weight, it doesn't have a label on it. And I meant to record when I then the next day, so I'd tell you all about it, and then at least I'd know, and I didn't, and now I don't. It's definitely a blend, and it's I'm fairly sure it's got black alpaca in it. Um, other than that, I'm a bit vague about it. I've really gone completely blank. So I'm hoping that they'll have um, that he'll have his bins again at, at Woolfest. That he'll be at Woolfest and he'll have his bins there, and then I'll be able to. Um, <laughs> confirm what it is because I feel really stupid that I can't remember what it is now there we are okay on to something I really like right this is really old this is really I mean, I mean it's not really old but bear in mind that I was thinking this as I recorded the little mini blog post episode for blogging week um, the, my something I really like was the great British sewing bee which was broadcast during april on bbc2 followed the sort of the format of the great british bake-off had contestants completing challenges within particular time frames and then uh, you know completing a technical challenge and or a, a customizing challenge and then making their own um, things that they'd had a chance to prepare for so it was really really interesting um, obviously you know edited to show all squealy bits and for high drama which drives me nuts but never mind um, but I absolutely loved it and I was delighted to find that the lovely Anne who won sorry spoilers is actually a Ravelry member and if you watched it, you may well have noticed that she was um, the Bohemian Crochet Wrap at some point. And she was also spotted wearing the Modern Quilt Wrap, which I'm partway through doing by Max Candice with uh, Rowan Kid Silk Hayes. And then with all the leftover Kid Silk Hayes she had, she made herself a gorgeous cardigan. So it was quite inspiring to see all her knitwear. Um, as well and interesting enough the lady behind renaissance dies they were struggling with 
needing a new roof on something and uh, on a on a barn that they were working on and the sheer numbers of orders she's had since Anne wore the Bohemian Rhapsody wrap on the show has meant that she's been able to complete the work on the barn. So it has now been dubbed Anne's Barn in honour of Anne, who um, has sort of pushed through some sales of the Bohemian Rhapsody kits. So that was kind of rather nice to hear. So that's my something I really like. It is still available apparently on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. It's obviously not on iPlayer anymore. But I just really, really enjoyed it. And I'm delighted to hear that they are already looking for contestants for a second series. So I hope that um, it continues to go from strength to strength. And I'd like to see it made into a longer series this time because there were eight contestants but only four episodes. And it would be nice to to be able to see um, more. So... Going up, thinking now on to um, upcoming events, we've got um, Woolfest at the end of June. Um, I'll put all the details in the show notes because I can't remember the days off the top of my head. I think it's the 28th and 29th of June in uh, Cockermouth in Cumbria. We've got Fibre East um, at the end of July. That's the 27th and 28th of July. We've got... Um, Yarndale in September so there are lots of things happening so keep your eye out on um, all of the upcoming events there'll be full details in the show notes Uh, everything I've talked about today um, will have details in the show notes and remember that I love to hear from my listeners so if there's anything you'd like to know or find out about please contact me. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com or you can leave a message over on the show notes at yarnsfromtheplane.podbean.com or yarnsfromtheplane.blogspot.com You can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plane or you can tweet me at Tales from Plane. We've got a listener's map. I've got loads of pins in now. Go and stick a pin in. Until next time, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Yarns from the Plain. Episodes and show notes can be found at yarnsfromtheplain.podbean.com. Comments can be left there or at yarnsfromtheplain.blogspot.com or you can message me on Ravelry where I'm Tales from the Plain. You can email me at yarnsfromtheplane at googlemail.com and you can also find me at Twitter where I tweet as Tales from Plane. Go on, make yourself heard. <laughs>